1: What's going on everybody welcome back to the six rings canes show I'm joined here by always by um, almost knocking stuff down here everywhere in my <laughs> in my room what's going on blue dj vish how are you guys holding up tonight good good to no play, problems man. awesome, uh, awesome. <clears throat> two weeks away man two weeks away oh my gosh that's right two weeks away uh pretty exciting obviously we got a lot to cover today in a short amount of time um, but some exciting stuff. We'll definitely cover the uh, – the, we'll recap the, the, the scrimmage that happened Saturday night uh, and then moving forward what, um, what some of the stuff that went down there, uh, how it's going to kind of uh, translate to further on down the road as far as who started, who didn't, who got the most time, who played the best, so on and so forth. A lot of good nuggets that we have going on for the spring. Uh, I want to see spring scrimmage all the time, but it's actually the, uh, the fall scrimmage. So um, we'll definitely get into that. I want to start off with with something that's become a pretty hot topic lately uh, for for miami hurricanes fans <laughs> that has nothing to do with the players believe it or not it has nothing to do with the actual team per se but uh look we all we all love to do it and and, um, and we'll go we'll get to our sponsors uh, in a second but Real quick, we all we all like to we all like to tailgate. We all like to party for these games, right? That's half. That's half of it, right? Let's be honest. Half of the it's become the, all of it. Though. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, right. Yeah, the, past, the, past <laughs> the 20 last years, twenty years,
3: it's been everything.
1: <laughs> the last twenty years has been all about the tailgating, right? And obviously, we've seen the stadium go through a lot of changes, a lot of shifts. Re- the most recent one has obviously been, uh, you know, the the biggest concern with F one being there. Now they built they they built a circuit around stadium how that's gonna eat into the parking spaces the tailgating uh areas for the for the hurricanes uh for game day so uh, i want to get into that but right before we get into that i want to talk i want to give it up to our one of our sponsors price Picks. um before we get going uh, let's talk a little bit about price Picks. it's the official daily daily fantasy app of the five reasons sports network uh, make sure you're using the code five F I V E when you sign up and the uh, price fix will actually match your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. What's great is that you don't have to use it all at once, which is really nice. So make sure you sign up, use the code five F I V E. Um, you don't, uh, not only don't, do you not have to spend it all at once, but you can kind of, uh, when it comes to playing, you can mix and match players from different position. uh, excuse me, different leagues, different, uh, sports together, right? where well, you can do all of that. Um, Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, okay, depending on how much you want to win. Then you play the over-under on individual category, excuse me, individual categories for each player. Uh, it all depends. Again, it all depends on how much you want to min- win. So make sure when you sign up, uh, log in using the code 5, F-I-V-E, and Price picks will match your initial deposit up to $100. It's Uh and use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Uh, I I definitely want to get everybody's take on this because, look, you know, a lot of us – Danny, I know you don't make it down to these games often and whatnot, but, listen, we all tailgated a lot in our lives, right? Uh, We've all done that. Uh, Blue, we still do that. Vish, you still do that. DJ, you do it up there whenever you get a chance to go to some of the games and whatnot. So, for, for me, you know, the atmosphere, especially down here in Miami, considering the struggles that we've had for so long, this is what really gets the people to come out, the kids, the uh, you know, the students, uh, the old, the older people, the younger people, the babies, everybody, that's what they come out to for, for that Miami atmosphere of partying with the DJs and the barbecue. And, and it's a little bit different, right? It's not your, it's not your tailgating in the Grove and uh, at Ole Miss, right? It's not your tailgating um, at Tallahassee in the civic center. Like it's different, right? Like wherever it is that you go to, tailgating is different we obviously have that you know that Miami you know vibe or whatever you want to call it down here so it's a little bit different down here and quite frankly a lot of people when they come down here they love it right they love the way the tailgates go so this whole situation now apparently there's a lot of people that are a little frustrated with how the parking uh, situation is, is settling out uh, notice that a lot you know a lot of complaints because uh, when they released uh, the tickets uh, for the parking in the orange section. Apparently, a lot of brokers just went and gobbled them a whole, whole bunch, and now they're selling them at ridiculous prices on their sites. Um, I got the yellow pass. Doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. I'll tailgate. I'll party anywhere. I'll hang out anywhere. No big deal. But a lot of people do complain about it, right? So if we want, let's do this. Let's put up. Let's put up the 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 twenty twenty two parking and then we'll kind of go back and forth between that one and the 2021 one but like what is is this a big deal to any of you and we'll start off with uh with you Vish like you've been a season ticket holder for forever is this a big deal do you notice a significant difference does this play into you know a lot of people are saying well they took away where i used to park and now i got to go park somewhere else like is it going to be a big deal for a lot of these uh, uh for the game day festivities you think
0: so shockingly, I'm going to defend Formula One. Watch hitting the apex next, but um, no. But more seriously, like actually, there's more based on looking at the map. So this is the 2022 that we're looking at. This is 2021. It does look like there is actually more parking this year. Yeah. Um, there's more orange lot. Um, there's more green that's closer to the to the um, to the stadium, as Gary said last year. You know, this was the only green lot, and then if you look this year. All of this is the green lot. That other spec here is yellow now. There's more orange. Um, So it appears like there's actually more parking. I think what happened, and I'm curious if anyone in the chat, you know, had an issue with actually retaining their parking. Because at least for me, like you said, I've been a season ticket holder forever. We've always had orange. Um, (laughs) Now go to 2019. Last year was a debacle. Okay, so... Well, 2020, like, was COVID. So, like no one was yeah, even there. No one was um, there. So that was not going to be an issue. So uh, what I'm saying is what changed from last year that is causing the complaint now. I know there used to be more parking. There used to be a tennis court.
1: Right, and the but, training right? facility. Right, I mean and the, and training the training facility. facility. So right. we've
0: lost parking over time. <clears throat> I'm just looking at from last year, you know, I don't see – I see more parking now than it was last year.
3: Looks like there's more parking. Looks like there's more parking.
0: But, but I think what, what happened is I think the rollout was messed up. At least I, I would be curious if anyone in the chat or anyone like had a, a color lot parking as part of their package and did not get the same color and got like downgraded.
2: Right. Because be at it. least
0: for me, I have always, we've always had orange. It just renewed the orange pass.
2: Right.
0: And um, they did send us an email saying if you want to buy additional passes, you need to do so now, and I think there was a very short notice between that and them releasing it to the general public. I think that's where the the issue probably is. Because yeah. as you that's mentioned, brokers was... scooped up a bunch of them because I, I can tell you for me, you know, even we have season tickets, so they auto renew. But anytime we're trying to organize this, you got to call like ten people, like, "Hey, are you in? Are you out?"
1: It's a pain in the ass. You, know, you got really? you got to
0: figure it's all this logistical stuff. By the time you get that done, they've already released them out into the public. And then, like you said, the ticket brokers picked them. Um, uh, so like that that caused, I think, a lot of problems because people like organized around it, and then by the time they kind of got got into a situation where, you know, okay, we want to go get this, it's gone. And like you said, now they're being marked up. Now Gary's pointing out maroon. Let's take a look at that. So this is the maroon now.
1: Right. Oops, that's the wrong spot. That parked in the blue last year, I think. I mean yeah. I don't, this yeah, looks you like a
0: better a balloon, uh, yeah, that's
1: mostly me, media media as well. So I don't
0: I don't understand why the maroon is
1: Oh, so the maroon was that that strip of grass right by the uh canal there. Yeah, oh, but that
0: was okay. last year. This that year was it's last actually year. it's like yeah, so this is last year. This year they've actually this moved it close to the stadium. I guess that's yeah. my point. Like the parking appears to be better. It's not as good as it was before they turned it into an entire sports complex where they put a training complex and because the whole thing used to be an empty parking lot now there's all sorts of other stuff there but
3: it looks better this year than last year yeah so i
0: think that's but i think it was more the rollout maybe of doing it and i think more people are frankly trying to go this year
3: and they well the thing that i noticed is they like consolidated it all instead of having it spread out because you had that the maroon all the way out toward, as uh, Jazz said, out near the canal.
1: Yeah, right. See, so
3: everything's moved in now.
1: Yeah, it looks like everything's so all except-
3: consolidated. It's, I I don't think that there's any less parking. I just uh, think it's just redistributed. So,
0: um, Gary, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the, unless like I'm looking yeah. at something wrong here, 2022. Well, we're looking at it's actual on the official website. website. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I can only go yeah. with that. There's the wall, more yellow.
3: Yeah, there's more yellow. There's more yellow.
0: Well, I think that's that's where the the, the issue came in. Um, okay, I, I don't know what to tell you, Gary. <laughs> I'm just looking at the map. That's all <laughs> I. Yes. All right.
3: Well, look. Maybe I mean, it's what you guys said. Uh, maybe there's maybe they're getting gobbled up. Uh, well, there
0: was definitely a lot of people complaining that they. Um, you know, By the time they tried to get in, their only thing left was yellow.
3: No. Um, the the so. brokers will be eating Cheerios for the first two games if they're going to sell those uh, for Bethune and Southern Miss. Well, I think they'd probably
0: try to sell the whole season. That's why. Yeah, um, that's going to be,
3: that be tough.
1: That is going to be tough.
0: It's a Florida State home season, so that's where that's they All their money.
1: <laughs> they can sell that ticket alone and make their money. Yeah, I mean, and, that's what they'll, they'll do. They'll, they're,
0: they're, 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 it's the Florida State game. That's where the, <sighs> the tailgating goes into overdrive. Also.
1: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, look for me, man. I, uh, tailgating is what it is. Like you can, okay. So now you're in the yellow lot. All right. So now everybody just goes to the yellow lot and hangs out there. Or now you're in the orange lot. Like for I've I've always been a stickler when it comes to tailgating. I'm not a I'm not a, a person who moves around a lot. I kind of like to stick to one specific area because you spend if you spend the whole time walking around this big ass stadium, you're gonna waste so much time. Whereas you can sit down and chill or hang out with with a you know a bunch of Close yeah. friends or whatever and, and kind of hang out like that, have a couple of drinks or whatever, eat something, uh, you know, listen to some music and then, you know, you're on your way. So I think at the end of the day, like the, you know, I think people are just a little upset because of the whole thing where, where the brokers kind of gobbled up, like you said, right. uh, you know, a bunch of those tickets and are now selling them at crazy prices. But uh, you know what? This year is going to be that year where I don't think it's going to matter you know, hopefully, especially if the team is competitive and they're winning and there's excitement, you know, everybody's going to come out. It's going to be packed. It's going to be yeah. sold out. And they're just going to party and tailgate wherever they can. And, and that's it. You know, and, and drive together, right? Because right? obviously it's not like you got to drive in together. If not, you're, you're screwed. Right? Exactly. You're, you're... I think that's
0: always been the case, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got to do that. Don't, don't, I don't want any, you know, people shouldn't expect to, to, to do it any other way. But
3: yeah, if, um, if, if you're not the main, uh, guy in the tailgate, and there's a few like people bring their cars, their trucks, whatever it is, and set up their tents. Now, if you're just bringing in some beers and you know drinks and stuff like that, and you're going to meet everybody, then it right. won't be a hassle for you. you just call, you know, you just call them and ask where they are. But if you if you're going to be an integral part, you're right. You got to all meet like you know down the road and then drive in together. You know, like uh, meet across the street over at Walmart and then just. uh yeah, you got to come in together because if not, then you're, you know, and, and those parking, the people, have, you know, that direct you to park, they're oh, they're yeah. basically brain dead most of the time. So.
2: <laughs> they are. They're
1: the
3: worst. It's so true.
1: You're talk, you like talking
3: to a wall with them. The year that they had the COVID, I think what two years ago, whatever it was, I would get there. And they would make me get out of my car as soon as I parked, wow. you know. They because they were so afraid you were gonna like you know pop open something and have a hamburger. I mean, they were, yeah. So they, I remember that the guy was like a Gestapo. He was sitting. Oh, there. in the COVID year, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that, that was, was awful. Uh, but last year it eased up a lot, and then you know, I mean, and but I mean, like you guys are right though. I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, that's part of the deal. I mean, it's if you're going to get. You know, uh, go to the game. You know, people, oh, yeah, we're going to go and watch a game, but it's a couple of hours before, maybe a few hours after that people kind of wait for the traffic to subside and, you know, crank back up the barbecue and have them, you know, a lot of them have those generators and watch TVs and, you know, and that's to me, that's the tailgate experience. You get there when they open, you know, you start the grills and you start everything going and, you know, you party out and you have a good time and get yourself all primed for the game. You go in for the game, watch it and then come back out. And like I said, tons of times I would come out, you know, like at the end of the game, and there'd be people just, you know, in the same spots where I was uh, doing their thing. But that's the experience. You gotta. People have to understand that. That you know, you just don't buy a ticket, go in, go to the game, and that's it. You know, if you're really, you know, it's it's the experience. It's part of the football experience, I think. Um. Really
1: quick, and we'll get off of this topic. We'll talk. Well, about- just just real quick.
0: So Gary did send me a what they emailed out as a map, and okay. I'm not. I'd have to open up my Twitter DMs. I'm not going to do that.
1: (laughs) What is the call here? Um,
0: But the the distinct, the the, the big difference is exactly what he mentioned, which is what they'd emailed out was the, basically the maroon lot was still a strip and this was all black. And I think this black and blue was oriented a little different. So they kind of shrunk the black down, made this whole thing maroon, probably because just like his friend, they got a bunch of complaints that the maroon lot was a, was essentially I think still this in what in what uh, they had emailed out so I, it looks like they took this black lot and shrunk it so they might have changed it up after probably getting some complaints
3: yeah well they probably. changed it up Vish but at the same time I think it's it looks like it's more parking it's just more consolidated and things aren't so spread out and and I and I think that's a good thing because I, I think that you'll have an opportunity because I remember people, you know, especially where the the uh, porta potties are set up, they're like a hike from. If you're out near the canal, I mean, it'd take you a better part of an hour just to go to the bathroom. So,
0: I mean, if you're out by the canal, nature's yeah. bathroom is right there. That's
3: all yeah, say well, about that. I didn't say in the canal. I just said around
0: it. <laughs> Unless uh, you know, choose wisely. But there's one uh, bodily function that you could easily do in the grass on the side, kind of out of the way, without waiting yes. for porta potties. So, yeah, no I'll kidding. just leave it at that.
1: One, one quick thing before we move on, and I want to kind of get everybody's – and obviously, let's not make it too long so we can kind of go on to the scrimmage. But one one recent memory, one of the best memories you have tailgating. Uh, DJ, we'll start with you, man.
2: The best memories I have tailgating, I just, often just don't remember. Of but I one know. in particular like that. was um, up here in New England. but uh, Before the Patriots game, it was a big game. Uh, against the Falcons, the year that they won the Super Bowl, came back 23, the atmosphere was absolutely electric and the stadium was electric and I had a great time and it was a good time. It was, it, it, it was cold. I'm getting jealous of all these warm weather tailgating stories, but I still had a really good time.
3: Wow. Uh, blue, blue. What's your fondest memory tailgating? Oklahoma FSU national championship game. Oh, wow. I, I, I actually like, uh, uh shared a beverage with uh, Brian Bosworth and, uh, and uh, Barry oh, wow. Switzer, uh, they yeah. were both there, and they stopped by, and we uh, there was a, a big because I mean I, I can say it now, but I I bet heavily on that game, and that, <laughs> that's why I hate FSU even worse now. <laughs> so oh,
1: <laughs> was that the year? Was that the year that uh,
3: the, the uh, year that they sucked that they, it up yeah, and they were like they, they were up. they were for sure. Uh, not only were they going to cover, but they were going to destroy them, and it didn't happen now. Uh, that situation. one was, but the tailgate was great. It uh, I wish they would have had it after because then I could have forgotten all that what happened <laughs> during the game. But but it was good. It was it was great. I mean they had everything you know in the in the tailgate area where I All these people showed up from both FSU and Oklahoma and kind where everyone was sharing stuff. You know I mean so I like that. I mean you know you go into the game and I was you know you got to walk straight you know. <laughs>
1: But that's it, so, it that's the hardest
3: part. to No, that's the, that's why you eat a lot too. This,
0: let's hear Let's hear you, you tr- I've got several. Cause I know. I know. So do I. <laughs> I've got but something, I, I, got something I don't me. want to mention. <laughs> you, you triggered this memory for me. So you mentioned like the big, how big the stadium is. And this is obviously when it was before they'd put all the other stuff in place. <clears throat> so I was meeting, so I was with my group and one of my other friends like, Hey, you want to meet for a second? So I was like, sure went over taught to him for like five minutes and then I got my east and west mixed up I don't know. Oh. we were like in w23 but I thought it was e and I walked like all the way to the other side of the stadium I was like completely like I couldn't find anyone but then I did and needless to say I was not um in control of all my faculties let's just put it nicely I might have had a few um, for that mistake
3: <laughs> to come out in the first place um
1: so that's right, how you up... found everybody. The game was over. Yeah,
3: yeah. I was gonna well, say well, you start out partying one place and you end up the next, and yeah, on the other
0: side of the stadium. And and <laughs> yeah. then, but then the the kicker to the story is, so as I'm walking around on like I once at some point I realized, oh crap, I'm on the exact wrong side of the stadium. I gotta walk all the way back. As I started doing that, I run into the orange ball mascot. So a, I took a picture with the. There you go, Ob and Ob. Yeah, OB, Ob was whatever. there. So <laughs> that was that was that was my tip. Everyone else was like, where? When I got back there, I was gone for like an hour and a half. <laughs> like, oh. where did you go and all this? I was like, no, nope, I took a picture with Obie. So those are good times. So there was, there that was, was a still good stuff there. to, that, to say
3: that you were lost. <laughs> no, like I just I had to go
0: find Obi, you know, That's the story. That's I, the can story. Ima- I,
3: I can imagine that uh, jazz has some uh, pretty good ones. I'm sure he gets in that party atmosphere <sighs> pretty quick.
1: I, I used to, man. I can't do it anymore. I, can't, I, I don't last look. the la- So the last time I, I don't want to say the last time I went hard at a tailgate, but one of the last times that I went hard at, at a tailgate was 2013 Miami, Florida. Uh, you know when, when they played the Gators down here, and they opened the gates at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was a twelve o'clock game, and we got here. We got to the stadium at five fifty Cute. in the morning. Yeah, and um, and that's exactly when the first can of Bud Light was opened up. Um, and honestly like by eight o'clock like nobody knew where the hell they were standing already it was absolute mayhem and this it was still four hours before the game started it was absolutely crazy the sun had just gotten up um but everybody was just partying so hard starting at wow. six o'clock in the morning um and of course so I, I don't want to mention why but I missed half the game and um and when <laughs> I, <laughs> I I woke up to the Tracy Howard interception, uh, I, I'm not not literally woke up, I don't think. Um, about that, Jez? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fun. Let's just put it that way. Tr- Tracy Howard was my friend that day, and uh, and the Canes winning was, nice. was uh, obviously was, was was great. Also, but yeah, I've got some I've got some great ones at Dope Campbell. Also, man, uh, Kirby Freeman and Dietrich Epps. I mean, oh, it doesn't wow. get much better than that. There's two some best, names
3: from the past right there. Two
1: two best players in Canes history right there, uh,
3: winning it not all for the <laughs> – I'll tell you, the those are like my memories, but the absolute best tailgate that I was part of, but I really couldn't take part of it, was back in 1979 in LSU. You talk about craziness. You, 7.30 game, they were there at 7.30 in the morning. 12 hours, those Cajuns just ripped it up. And I'm telling you, I I'm thinking to myself, no way. No way. I wouldn't even last an hour over there. I mean, they're drinking this... This stuff that they just brewed the night before. And oh my gosh,
2: they can, oh, those
3: Cajuns can party, but that was that in the university of Tennessee with the two loudest stadiums I've ever been in. I went to uh, a stadium in Tennessee for the USC game in 1979 and Willie Galt, I don't know if you remember Willie, he returned the opening kickoff a hundred yards and the stadium was moving. I mean, it was literally moving, and I said, "Oh, geez."
1: Well, listen, the or- <laughs> the orange ball moved, but it wasn't because of that. I just, <laughs> it just felt like it was gonna fall apart. But look, Gus, Gus is in the chat. Gus was with me at that FSU game um, up in Doak when uh, Kirby Freeman threw that touchdown pass to Dietrich Fs. So, uh, unbelievable that. That is how we beat FSU that year with Kirby Freeman as our. I mean, I'll,
0: uh, I was there when we did the the. It's more recent the Rozier to Langham play, which is Woo-hoo! another.
1: That's awesome.
0: Ten years from now, you're gonna oh, be like those man. two days. that was pretty much. Talk. I mean, that was the that was it. That. Oh, that well, it's time for their
3: career
1: highlights.
0: That was oh, when nice. I decided I'm never going back there again. By the way, I was like you <laughs> know what? I'm not topping this. There's no reason for me to. Yeah, be I haven't in gone this. back
1: since then either. I haven't. That was, gone back I was since like,
0: there. that's it. I'm not topping this memory.
1: Okay, so speaking of that, right? Because obviously, uh, the stadium's going to get crunk, right? It's going to get crazy in in a couple of weeks. I don't care if it's Bethune Cookman or if it's uh, or if it's FSU. Like the stadium's going to be packed. Oh, Bethune Cookman's
0: great for people and like us that also care about the game. Absolutely, so you don't got to worry I about it, so you band. can really enjoy the tailgate. Not have to worry that, oh, we're going to go lose to Michigan State after this or something. Yeah, you don't no have to kidding. worry about that, so. but it's going
1: to be fun. There's going to be a lot of people there. Bethune Cookman always brings a nice crowd, you know. You got a lot of people from uh, South Florida, uh, that are Bethune Cookman grads or that you know that went to school up there, or what or that played you know, for them, or that played for them, right? Or that played for them. So, um, I think it's going to be a fun game, but. There's a lot of work to be done before then, right? And as we we know, we just had a scrimmage this past Saturday night, um, and there's a lot of different things coming out from that scrimmage. Here's what, first of all, here's what I like about that that doesn't that they didn't do. Okay, this is the thing that I like the most because we we got we got accustomed to to different coaches here kind of putting out stats, right? And oh, um, you know, Malik Rozier through was ten or fifteen for 150 yards and four touchdowns, and he threw all four to Mike Harley and to whatever, right, whatever it was. Like, we got accustomed to hearing that. We got accustomed to hearing, oh, the running back, whoever the running back was, ran for 100 yards. Uh, But then you hear four sacks from Greg Rousseau, whatever it is, right? And you're like, well, I mean, it sounds like before you would hear that, you'd be like, well, this doesn't sound good or this sounds great. But last year, you heard a lot of the offense kicking, kicking the defense's butt Right in the scrimmages, and you're like, well, does that mean that they're just that the offense is really good or the defense is really bad? And well, we kind of noticed that defense wasn't great. Uh, my thing is, I love when they don't, we don't, when they're not talking about stats, right? I love that they're not talking about stats, but I also love because I think that we can all kind of echo the sentiment: is the defense was dominating in the scrimmage, and the defense should be dominating, especially in the first scrimmage against the offense. Um, You know, when they when they light up and they put the pads on, um, I think you want the defense to be in front. What did you hear, Larry, uh, based off of, you know, just, you know, people talking, people saying certain things. And obviously what you know about, you know, certain guys that were surprising and certain aspects of the scrimmage that that you liked, that you heard that that were good and that you heard that weren't so good.
3: Well, first of all, you know, when you're talking about news coming out of that camp, it's a whole different atmosphere now. I mean, Mario came in and he laid down the law to everybody. You know, if anything gets out and we find out who it is, we'll trace it back and you're gone type of stuff. So, see, Manny Diaz wasn't like that. The, uh, Al Golden wasn't like that. Everyone always said, oh, well, you know, we whatever happens inside these halls, stay in. But they never did. But now they are. Uh, quite a bit, you know, unless you know somebody, you know, who plays. Because remember, the media can't even get in in significant times, uh, you know, like a long time ago. I mean, there's a lot of schools now that are loosening it up. Miami's not. Um, what I heard is the offensive line, obviously, a couple of injuries. You know, still needs a lot of work, and we knew this, and, and we knew that, you know, coming out of spring that, uh, you know, everyone's talking about the future, and yeah, the future uh, tends to be pretty decent with some studs, but right now, you still have what you have. You had a few additions in the offseason, and we've talked about them in the depth chart before the season starts, but there's still a problem. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, uh, I don't know if Bethune's going to expose that or even Southern Mississippi, but they've got to get healthy. They've got to have some depth. They've got to understand that if they're going to run the ball and do it successfully, this line has to work. I mean, it just has to. So that was one of the things I heard that the offensive line's still, you know, a work in progress. But albeit they get a little bit of a, a pass because not everybody's there and healthy. Uh, but still, you know, I mean, you still want your backups. Just like everyone was talking about the Dolphins the other night, and I said, yeah, you still want your backups to to perform. So right. you know, and then. Uh, I And something that we talked about before is uh, Xavier Restrepo. You know, you could say what you want, and people have since he was in youth football and when he went to high school, when he started out at Monarch, and then he went to St. Thomas, and he went to Deerfield. People are always oh, he's a small white kid. He's not going to do anything. But that's not necessarily the truth. This is a kid that works harder than anybody, and I'll say that. He works harder than anybody on that football field. Is backed up by everybody. In game time and scrimmage time, it shows. Uh, he had an awesome scrimmage the other night. Everybody who you know, I talked to said all he did was advance the ball and move the sticks. And, and how can you not be pleased with that? And as not only a uh, you know as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator who's trying to put in his new system in here, and you know, and as a uh, quarterback like Van Dyke or whoever or Jake. Uh, that here's the offense, and you have a catalyst because right now, and I've said it before, Miami still doesn't have that number one. And if that number one's going to come from the tight end position, or it's going to come from your slot, so be it. Uh, but you have to go in there with somebody that's going to come into the you know, the huddle, and and you're going to call his number and feel darn confident he'll be open, and he's going to get either take it the distance or at least get you twenty five thirty yards. So. That's what I heard defensively. I heard Caleb Johnson's a terror on wheels. Uh, and then we talked about all four of us talked about that in the, you know, in our shows prior to the opening of camp. Um, and, and, and as you guys illustrated, um, um, Mario had an opportunity to watch him when he was at uh, Oregon. So he's been doing extremely well. Uh, their secondary is, is uh, James Williams. They said James is, you know, because I keep wanting to put James Williams in the, into the box. And everybody goes, oh, no, he's killing it right now. And they're trying to find a way to get uh, James, Alvante, and, um, and Kitchens on the field all at once. And, you know, and that's what they're working on now. They, tr- I heard they were in, uh, I think, maybe three, four plays together, uh, which has to work out. I mean, there can't be a negative out of that. And uh, the defense, <clears throat> linebacker-wise, uh, still a work in progress. Uh, from what I heard, uh, they they need to fly to the ball more. Uh, Wayman Steeds had actually a pretty good uh, uh, camp and into the summer, so um, that's what I've heard so far.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm like so. So the the only places that I'm really truly concerned with per se is, and uh, concerns a strong word uh, really, but I, I think that like you said, blue, we need to find that. Wide receiver one, right, and so there has been some reports that it looks like Keyshawn Smith is starting to separate himself, and um, uh, at that at that position as a wide receiver one. Uh, but right now, it's still it's still Xavier it's the Xavier Restrepo show. He's he's yeah. he's shown he's had an amazing camp. Um, if you'd probably have to put the top five receivers right now. There you go, dropping everything again. Still, um, <laughs> if if you'd have to. The top five receivers, from what I understand at, at camp, are probably more like uh, Keyshawn Smith, Restrepo, uh, Frank Latson is supposedly supposedly having a pretty good camp, uh, Brichard Smith and Romello Brinson. Those are your top five. Uh, with with the other guys, kind of um, you know catching up a little bit. So, but like you said, a uh, wide receiver one has to pop out of that uh, that group in order for I think for this for this team to really kind of be successful. Because yeah, you can have those tight end be your wide receiver one or you can have her strep will be your wide receiver one but typically a lot of these big time schools have that guy on the outside that could just go right that can first round catch. draft
3: pick corners type right guy. i mean yeah. and, and
1: it happens everywhere even you know even even in georgia i know georgia didn't have you know they had george pickens and i understand he didn't play all year and he got hurt in the national championship game but he's an absolute stud look what he's doing in pittsburgh now he's killing it in pittsburgh Right, so they even had a guy like that. So uh, they have probably, you know, and and now they have possibly the number one tight end in the country as well, um, in that Bowers kid or, uh, or whatever is Brock Bowers kid, uh, who's an absolute stud. Also, so um, I think what separates us still is Tyler Van Dyke. And regardless of whether the defense was as dominant as the, as what I heard that they were, by the way, the defensive line apparently looked like. They were absolutely dominant. Key Mesidor was a stud. Mitchell Agude played really well. Um, you got some really good play from Jacob Lichtenstein. Notice how I'm calling, I'm calling out all the transfer guys, right? Yeah. Um, but listen, that's, that's what. That's, yeah, that's what they came in for, right? That's what yeah, they came exactly in for. because uh, people will be bitching
3: that. if they weren't doing good. Jazz, everybody, all the fans would be bitching right now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So why'd you get him? Why is he here? And we <laughs> wasted our time. So absolutely. yeah, that's a good thing. You know. Um, so,
1: with, with that being said, right, uh, Vish and Danny will will we'll go to you guys on this. Uh, and, and I mentioned T V D because you know there, there's there's a lot of people out there that are also saying, well, you don't necessarily need to win a national. You don't necessarily win a national title with the best quarterback in the country. Okay. And, and I know you're throwing we're throwing out Stetson Bennett in there, right? Because, but they also had. Arguably the best defense that we've ever seen in college football last year also. Okay. And that's obviously we're putting it up there with the, with the O1 team and some, and some of the other teams that have had amazing defenses, but they arguably had one of the best, if not the best defense in college football last year ever. Okay. So that kind of hides a lot of the, the, the stuff that Stenson Bennett doesn't do well. However, you got a quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke defense needs to play well. Is this, is this exciting to you, Vish? Um, that the defense is dominating right now and the offense is still playing a little catch-up. Yeah, I know the offensive line is having their issues or they're still trying to get together and kind of add that cohesiveness in that that group. But how how do you feel about that first scrimmage? I mean,
0: I'm okay with it, especially since the offensive line is still getting pieced together, like not having Zion Nelson. I mean, he's the anchor, right? So then the whole line shuffles and you – you have issues i don't think it's a great sign because as much as you know we like all the guys you mentioned all these transfers coming in. i don't think we really coming into to like the summer thought wow this defense is going to be elite to the point that the offense isn't getting their punches in and so i think the level again this is based on reports so honestly, did not go watch scrimmage but um the level of domination we're hearing that's a little um concerning especially since we're putting in a new offense you know you there's a lot to work through in a couple of weeks now. Um, as Blue said, like Bethune Cookman's not going to expose anything, so not that worried like about that. And there's so there is actually more time to develop that cohesiveness. But I I say my biggest concern is is kind of the offensive line, and and I I know what you said about, and it's probably true if you go through like the history of teams that win championships how many of them had like the most talented quarterback, right? Or the, the, the number one pick and like the, the top pick, the top quarterback drafted basically never. Right. It very rarely happens, but so like, I still rather have the better quarterback. Like, what are we talking about? (laughs) It's just that those, it's just that in college, unlike in the NFL where, you know, you're not playing a game where you have to balance your assets. The reason that NFL, you need the elite quarterback is, you get your money into that position and then you have to go cheap everywhere else because you got to manage your salary cap. In college, you can get a five-star at every position if you can swing it. So it's just a different way you build a team out. But Van Dyke will paper over a lot of these cracks. We're talking about, like, can a receiver establish himself? Well, we weren't really... I don't know who had, you know, Rambo having the area he had last year at this time. So they can emerge and, and you know, having one of the best quarterbacks in the country is certainly a good thing. So I'm not, I'm less worried about that. I figure with Mallory, with Restrepo, if Gaddis is, you know, we're talking about the guy who was assistant coach of the year last year in college football. You give me that combination with Van Dyke. I, I know Citizen got hurt, but our running back pull is still very deep. I figure they'll be able to figure stuff out as long as the offensive line can block. So that was the one like that's the thing that it doesn't matter how good your play calling is, how good your your skill players off the offensive line can not block. You're very limited. So to me, that's the only concern. I'm not really worried about the you know the number one receiver establishing himself. To me, that'll work itself out given all of the skill position overall talent. It's just got to get Zion back and kind of get some cohesiveness on that offensive line.
1: With, and by the way dvd was getting some of his licks in right i mean when you have a quarterback like that he's gonna he's he's going to be able to do some things regardless of of what defense is out there he's that he's that good of a player here's where i see this being a plus for us is not necessarily having that that wide receiver one yet but i think one will emerge and dj i kind of want you to talk about you know some of the stuff here when i'm when i'm through here but um i think tyler van dyke can create that wide receiver one, right? And I think that he he will he will be able to. He's so talented that, and like and like Vish mentioned, I don't think we saw Charleston Ramble do, you know what he did at the beginning of the season. We didn't think that that was going to be him. We knew Mike Marley, uh, Mike Marley, Mike Harley had it in him to kind of you know hey be that slot guy, that go to guy that's going to catch a lot of passes. Uh, but I mean, we established a guy like Ramble. If you see some of the windows, if you see some of the throws that that TBD made to Charleston Ramble, um, along with obviously him stepping up his level of play, Ramble, you saw what we can get out of a guy like uh, like like Ramble and like like a guy like Keyshawn Smith, right? You're gonna see that because I think at the end of the day, he's going to put them in a position where they're going to be very successful. He's going to put them in a position where they're going to succeed and they're going to and they they're going to be able to step up their game and try to match the level with TVD. And that's just because of how good TVD is, it's going to make every everything great around him, right? Yeah, I mean, look, when we had some of our best teams obviously Ken Dorsey was an absolute mastermind. Right? Didn't have the strongest arm, didn't have, you know, wasn't the greatest with his legs. Okay. None of that. Right. He was a smart cerebral quarterback, get the ball in the right places, but he had Andre Johnson, right? He had some of those big names, um, that you want. I think this is the other way around. This is TBD now with some of these guys that he's going to make great. Um, and so I think it's going to be interesting to see what that wide receiver room does end up being like, um, and, yeah, the, the the offensive line needs to kind of get it together. Jalen Rivers looks like the real deal. Uh, I think he's going to end up being one of the guards uh, as soon as Zion uh, comes back around um, and gets healthy. But um, I, I think that it's okay. I'm not too concerned about the, uh, the, the offense. I still think that they made some plays. Uh, they're going to have to run the ball. You know, and I think that Josh Gaddis is going to do everything that he can to kind of make this 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 offense as multiple as possible. Get guys in the right position to 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 play uh, to be successful. Uh, DJ, how do you feel about you know what DVD can kind of bring to this offense? Considering nobody has kind of separated themselves as wide receiver one, and when and of course you know, and I, we keep talking about wide receivers because we have such a great running back stable, even with the injury to Trevante Citizen. Um, and Isaiah Horton did get a little banged up in the wide receivers. He's having a great camp, so I think he's going to be fine. But um, talk to me a little bit about your your take on that offense and and what TVD is going to be able to do for that offense as a whole.
2: He allows the offense to kind of play to their strengths and not force things. And with this new group of wide receivers, he can help them and kind of understand their tendencies. You know, he's a quarterback that you trust behind centers. So as an offensive coordinator. You can call plays that can get, you know, four or five yards, depending on the situation, each time. And you don't have to worry because you know that you can have a quarterback that can get the football. He's a, he's a type of quarterback that can play to a player's strengths. And he's a type of quarterback where you don't feel like, oh, I'd, I have to go for, you know, a big play every single time or else, you know, this offense is never going to do anything. He's a type of player that can – you know, make those wide receivers and and tight ends around him better. And he's the type of quarterback that offensive coordinators love because, you know, he takes what's given to him and that will make his receivers in turn, feel comfortable as well. And, you know, through that, maybe we can see a top wide receiver emerge, but, you know, he's the type of quarterback that plays to the receiver's strengths and, you know, can make those throws, and so I, I feel confident that a top wide receiver will, will emerge sooner rather than later.
1: Shout out to uh, Freddie Tapia, who's watching from Puerto Rico today. Uh, thanks wow. for the dono, man. We appreciate that, 305. Uh, thanks for that uh, little donation there. Are we going to get into a donation war here like we did at uh, yeah. Hitting the Apex a few weeks ago? Gary, Gus, where the hell are you at, man? <laughs> get it together. Um, uh, um, but real quick, uh, Blue, Before we kind of move on to just a couple of questions I have for everybody on the defense. Tell me, and I've been hearing this a lot lately, Blue. um, The coach that is going to make Tyler Van Dyke that much better doesn't coach the offense. The guy that's going to make Tyler Van Dyke a better quarterback, is this is what I'm hearing, is Kevin Steele. And the reason why is because he's going to throw so many different things at him. He's going to make him think. He's going to make him react to all the different sets that um, that 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 Steele is going to be put out there, and all the different you know places where where the co- where, where the players are going to come from. The player you know the rush is going to come from. How he's going to disguise everything. What type of uh, you know personnel is going to be out there. Kevin Steele is a mastermind when it comes to that. That's what he's going to throw at him the whole time, which is right. in turn going to make him prepared. So that when any other team out there in the country comes out and sets up in a specific set, I mean, it's going to be it's 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 going to be easy for Tyler Van Dyke. Is Kevin Steele the guy that's going to make him the best coach uh, the be- the best player on, uh, um, you know, well, a better quarterback?
3: Well, I think he's going to you know give him that opportunity to you know see a lot of different schemes and different coverages, but it's going to be up to uh, Frank Ponson to uh, Coach Gaddis. To counteract that and say, hey, listen, after watching some film, when you see this and when you see that, this is what you got to do. This is the key that you got to do. So they have to, you know, they have to keep right up with Steele. But, yeah, I understand your your point. He's going to put him in that situation where he's going to have his back to the wall. And then he's going to have to do a little bit of thinking. But that thinking also has to come from your coordinator, your offensive coordinator and your quarterback coach, which Miami really didn't have. Uh, last year. I mean, they have one guy who is both things. And uh, this year you have, when you have two minds that have been at a high level before and that have seen, you know, anything that Kevin Steele is going to bring, I'm sure that Ohio state did it last year. And I'm sure that, you know, even when they play Wisconsin, who always has great defensive schemes, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, I mean, it's, it's going to be up to Steele to kind of set the table, but it's going to also be up to coach Gaddison to, uh, and to Frank P- Coach Ponce, to, you know, c- correct that for him too, as well. But you're right. He's going to push him. Um, I don't think he was pushed a whole lot last year. Yep. No, I
1: agree. I think that's why I think that Iron's going to sharpen iron there, right? So they're going to see those sets, and and then now Gaddis and, and, and Ponce are going to have to react, right. and it's just going to make them that much better. And I don't think that they had that opportunity, like you said, last year. So, um, Let's give a shout out to our sponsor. We'll end with some defensive talk really quick, and then we'll get we'll get everybody out of here. But I definitely want to give a shout out to um, to our second sponsor of the night, and it's Manscaped, baby, uh, fellas. Uh, this is um, this is awesome because uh, fantasy football draft season is right around the corner, right? Uh, Ceedee Lamb is, is good, but have you seen these beautiful balls? It's time to get your snake. Looking right for the snake draft uh, with the sponsor of today's show. I love all these all these uh, innuendos and puns, man. This is great. Manscaped, baby. The leader in, in below-the-waist grouping have created a championship lineup with their performance package 4.0. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com uh, for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 5RSN. So it's the, it's the number 5. RSN. Use that code for twenty percent off plus free shipping. Um, here's how it works, right? You get you get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code at manscaped.com, um, and um, you get the weed whacker. It's also you know it's also waterproof. Uh, uh, don't forget the crop preserver, uh, the lawnmower 4.0, the performance package 4.0. Um, it's a fourth generation uh, trimmer that also features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Make sure you guys check that check that all out. It's manscaped.com. It's time to put the PP back in PPR and get a grip on your pig skin this season with Manscaped.
3: Nice. Well done. Well done. And let me tell you something, these things should be flying off the shelves. They really should.
1: We're I mean, everybody kind of like you,
3: we snicker and stuff like that. But when it's time to do the business, you want everything to uh to be looking good and smelling good, and they have that. They have the uh, uh, the colognes and stuff for uh, Down Under and everything. So uh, and speaking about Down Under, I uh, had Frankie Tenaloo on the show the other night.
1: Did you really?
3: What a great uh-huh. – this kid was the best. I swear he stole the show. And, you he know, is we awesome. We've about. had him on
1: the show. He's great, yeah.
3: Huh? We've had
1: him on the show also. He is great.
3: Yeah, he. I'll tell you what, though. He's he's a kid that's got it all under control, and uh, he's exci- excited and uh, a little bit homesick. But at the same time, he's trying to embrace the Cuban food as opposed to Vegemite and all that other stuff that you <laughs> eat in Australia. But uh, I told him that I I've had Vegemite and I can't stand it. And he goes, "I will guarantee by the time I get to school, you'll like it." That's what he said. So oh, okay, i will right. see. Well, it's gonna have to put – it's like liver you're gonna have ugh. to put a bunch of get bunch of ketchup on top of that thing for me to consume it
1: yeah I eat liver as, as a young kid when my grandmother used to make it too and no, no thanks no, no thanks I'll pass um
3: we well, we had him on the show
1: <laughs> yeah Danny doesn't like that I don't think anybody does man um the liver
3: king likes it though no, that's who likes
1: it. if if you had if you, uh, we had we had Frankie on the show and he was actually talking to us from Australia. Oh, and wow. That, that was crazy. He was, I think he was, it was morning, right? He was driving to, where was he? He was driving to school or driving somewhere with his family. He was so. to well, school,
2: I think.
0: It got, I got a little mixed up because, like, didn't, I mean, I know, but I wasn't, like, realizing that they drive on the other side of the road. So he was sitting in the passenger seat, like, talking up, like, dude, are you driving? Like, pull over. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, with <laughs> he was on the left, cool. front left,
0: but that's, that is not 17 hour
3: difference. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. uh, He's such a good guy and he's, he's embracing the opportunity and the one picture that they have going around with him when he was uh, in Mario's office, it just kind of gives you an opportunity to see how big he is. Cause Mario's not a small guy no. and he was towering over him and, um, no, nah, he just, he just embraces it. He's, and the thing that's good is going to high school here, which is going to give him that full year to get acclimated with the area, which right. is awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, and he's having a good time, and they they have a kid that Miami should have looked at a long time ago, uh, Dario Melendez, who's given him fits. He says, and uh, oh, he's, the a kid that he's committed
1: lineman. to East Carolina, or yeah, Coast Coastal Carolina. Carolina,
3: Coastal Carolina, yep, yeah. But the kid's a big time kid, and uh, we didn't get a chance to to see him. But yeah, this week I'll get a opportunity to uh, see a bunch of games. I um, tomorrow I'm going to go see Gulliver Prep. I'm going to, and also Boleyn, who has a couple of kids as well. The Marceline kid is really nice. And then I'll, I'll get a chance to, on Friday, see a real, um, or tomorrow, get a chance to see a real good three-team jamboree. You got Miami Palmetto. So I'll get to see uh, the Washington brothers and others. And then Shamanad, who uh, could have Miami's future uh, lining up at wide receiver and Jeremiah Smith and Josiah Trader, um, as well as uh, Cardinal Gibbons. So Are it's you- uh And then St. Thomas is playing their little scrimmage uh, game against themselves on Saturday. And then next week when we open, we got a full week because you have those seven teams that are coming uh, across the country. And like uh, Los Alamitos, uh, California is going to be playing and uh, uh, St. Joe's. Then they're going to all be uh, three games or be at St. Thomas a week from Saturday. Uh, Two of them will be on ESPN. So for a change, our teams in South Florida don't don't have to go anywhere, and they get a they opportunity get, to play a St. John's out of Washington D.C. or a St. Joe's or uh, schools like that. So, uh, and we'll have a pretty decent report on that.
1: Absolutely, yeah, we definitely look forward to that. Not only that, but we're gonna have some uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, right? We we're gonna have a uh, pregame show, uh, yes, for you guys as well. We'll. Uh, you know, if we can get, if we have, we can a, find a
3: place to park. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if, if we can get a, a,
1: a post game, we can try to do that as well, but uh, we'll definitely have some exclusive content content for you there. As you heard blue, just talk about foreshadowing that uh, Jeremiah Smith and Josiah trader are going to be Miami hurricanes. <laughs> oh man. From your mouth to God's ears, because Jeremiah Smith is the truth and trade both of them are far, and trader is not too far behind. So um, and I know that uh, Smith has been talking to Ohio State a lot, but who knows? Who knows? There's a lot of time left. It's recruiting. Nobody does it better than Larry Bluestein, and um, and we'll definitely have some uh, some more uh, recruiting information coming up for you some updates next week, next Wednesday, and uh, might have a player or two. Who knows? Yeah, just what happens just there. Before I wrap up, shout out to everyone in
0: the chat. I appreciate yes. the comments. I will not be sharing them, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, the comments are great. If you ha- uh, the one from Gary, <laughs> Gary's is great. Um,
0: I will listen, say man. this one was about the football team, but also applies to Manscaped. Yeah. Sometimes it the ball will get better with the huge upgrade. So, uh, you know, get that 4.0. Pick. Yes,
3: yes, yes.
1: Real talk there, man. Those are facts. Those are facts. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining the show. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday night at 8 30 p.m. here on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Uh, check us out on Twitter at 6. At, Six Rings Canes um, on Twitter and, of course, on the podcast as well, Six Rings Canes Podcast. Make sure you check us out on Google or wherever it is that you get your um, your podcast there. Uh, thank you again so much. We'll definitely see you guys. We've got some exciting stuff for you next Wednesday. We'll have some giveaways also. Gift card giveaways. Uh, stay tuned on Twitter for that. Uh, know how you can kind of uh, uh, set, set yourself up to, to win some of those gift cards for um, – to get you ready for the season, baby. To get you some gear. Uh, so we'll talk about that, and we will also talk about uh, some great ideas we have for. Um, how can I say? It? Look, Greg just showed up. So how how can I say it for a uh, possible watch party for Texas A&M as well for all the guys that are gonna you know all the guys and girls that are gonna be down here watching the game. So we'll definitely give you uh, give you guys some info on that. So stay tuned for next Wednesday at 8:30 p.m. and we'll see you guys there. Uh, or we'll see you guys here. We'll well, see you guys later. Also,
0: hitting the apex.
1: I yeah. leave that up to you, guys. That's, that's yours, baby. That's yours. Ain't wait, wait, that. But,
0: but we have a real guest. So uh, we yeah. have Elizabeth Blackstock from Jalopnik and Donut Media joining us. So, so nice. we, have, look, we awesome. have a legitimate racing person. So definitely Have you stick ever had a,
3: Ryan a, Hunter Ray on yet? <laughs> oh, not yet. Not
0: yet. Cardinal that's Gibbons
3: the, grad.
1: Oh, ah, look at that. I didn't man. know that.
0: Sounds like uh, Blue might be able to
1: hook us up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe Use your connections, Austin. man. <laughs> Thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. But make sure you tune in. Hitting the Apex starts now on uh, the uh, Five Region Sports Network. See you guys.